up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, them trap doors supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. Appreciate you rocking with me. On this Monday, when I record and release this podcast, we got to discuss the depth chart that was just released for Virginia football. Before we get started, shout out to my sponsors, Abra Insurance. Go to abrainsurance.net for all your insurance needs, service in the state of Virginia. For over 20 years, holler at Billy and Charlene White, the good people of Able Insurance. Also, holler at Connor Murray Realtor if you're looking for a place to live. If you're looking for an additional place to lay your head down, a vacation place, something like that, high end, just holler at my man Connor Murray Realtor. Hit him up on Instagram at Connor Murray Realty and follow him on Facebook at Connor Murray Realtor. And also get your Crow Cookies. Go to CrowCookies.com and bet on some sports and serve them that Crow Crow cookies, that is. Go to crowcookies.com. Lose it. Never taste it. So good. So let's jump into it, Wahoo fans. I guess this is the first official season. No, 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 no. This ain't the first official season episode because the preview will be the first official episode. So I did want to just discuss the depth chart. A lot of fans have been asking me, you know, you know, share the depth chart if they haven't seen it and then give my thoughts on, like, starters, backups, people that's missing. And I thought I'd do that for you, and it won't be a long podcast. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it. First thing first, we start at quarterback. I think everybody knew that Bryce Perkins would be the starter, and Brendan Armstrong would be the backup, followed by Lendell Stone. Bryce Perkins is a guy that um, outside of Kyler Murray is the only quarterback to throw for 2,000 yards and also rush for over 900 yards um he he's a dynamite player very electric very exciting um he can't sneak up on anybody this year he's been working on his craft and excited to see how he grows as a leader like coach bronco said this season uh, so i guess we can start at the receivers so at the receivers uh we start off with Ter- uh terrell janice as the number one with the or terrell chapman the transfer from arizona Big strapping guy that can run. Jana is probably one of the best route runners on the team. Very cerebral, doesn't really talk a lot, but is very consistent in what he does. Uh, So those are one of your receiver spots. Uh, You go to the H-back. You have Tavares Kelly listed as number one with the or for Billy Kemp. Both of those guys trying to replace Alameda Sakias. Alameda Sakias is a guy that's, Second on the all-time list in yards in University of Virginia football history. Uh, both of those guys are diminutive like Alameda Sakias was. Billy Kent being the bigger of the two at 5'9", 175. While Tavares Kelly Jr. is 5'8", 160. Both of them are very electric, very explosive. 
Tavares has the better top end speed. I would say Billy is the better route runner. So it'll be interesting to see how we, you know, blend both guys into the game plan and using both guys in the game plan. But I think everybody understood that those two guys will be fighting to replace Alameda Zacchaeus at the eighth spot. The next wide receiver spot got Hasis Dubois as the starter with Dorian Goddard behind him. Then you got Joe Reed as the next starter and Chuck Davis backing up Joe Reed. Listen to Coach Bronco Minute Hall talk. Chuck' name came up and he basically said Chuck is a guy that catches everything, that's been very consistent, and you know it's nothing too high, nothing too low for him. He's just even kill, and you know what you're going to get from him, and he always steps up to the plate. So it's good to see Chuck Davis definitely in the mix. Um, if you don't know, the transfer from Richmond is still rehabbing from his foot injury. And Coach said when he becomes available, he'll definitely play a lot, but he's not listed on the depth chart. We go to the offensive line. You got you see what I'm doing? I'm saving the the, the position everybody want to hear about, the running back, for last on offense. I, I know I'm being petty. We got Ryan Nelson starting at left tackle again like he did last year. Chris Glazer starting at left guard like he did majority of last year with, with Proctor. Um, you got double O at center. So that's that's new because Rankin's Meyer moved from center to right guard. And then you got Ryan Swobodu starting at right tackle at six foot ten, three hundred pounds. All these guys, except for double O, got significant playing time on the line. I think double O played a little bit last year. I I um he may have. But you get what I'm saying. I like our offensive line. I like the fact that we have our whole left side of the offensive line, the blind spot for Bryce Perkins returning, and that's in, in Glazer and Nelson. It's good to see Dylan just being a team player and now settling at guard because he started at center basically all last year. The guy's just a Swiss Army knife, so seeing him starting at guard. So we have the vets on the blind side, and that's the money side because Bryce is a right-handed quarter, right-handed throwing quarterback, and that's his blind side. At tight end, we got Tanner Crowley. And at running back, listed number one is Wayne T, the Samoan slasher. And then you have Orr, P.K. Kier, and Orr Lamont Atkins. And Coach Mendenhall basically said that, you know, the depth chart isn't to fool you. Like, he, Wayne would be the starter. But all guys will play. But he definitely wants somebody to really separate themselves. But Wayne has been the most consistent guy throughout camp, the most reliable. And, you know, if you guys go back to the podcast that I had, who's going to replace Jordan Ellis, I talked about it was just a, a peace of mind. That's what coaches want at running back. Uh, the running back that could do a little bit of everything, pass protect, run, catch out the backfield. Now, Wayne brings a different dy- dynamic than Jordan because you could put Wayne in the slot. You can motion him out the backfield. He's a better receiver, so he gives you a little bit of best of both worlds. He's not as big as a P.K. Kier. He's not as fast as Lamont Atkins, but I think he gives you a nice blend of every running back that we have. He could give you a little bit of everything. The one that jumped out to a lot of folks, if you haven't looked at the depth chart, is Mike Hollins is actually listed at the B-back, which is the bigger back. Now, Jordan Ellis last year wasn't listed as the B-back. He was listed as the S-back 
for those who who had questions. But you got PK PK Kier, Lamont Atkins behind Wayne, and then at the beat back you got Peacock, Sharp, and then Mike Hollins. And it's oars between Chris Sharp and Mike Hollins. I suspect that Peacock would start a lot of the beat back. If you go back to last year, Atkins started you know a couple games at at the beat back or um, just depending on the set. So. This is what I want to say about the running back position for everybody. It just depends on the offensive package that's being used in the game. If, if you guys notice about our receivers, you notice if you've been watching Virginia football since Coach and I has been here, we have a lot of packages running in and out, a lot of, a lot of guys coming in and out. It's rotating. You, you rarely see receivers stay on two times in a row. I mean, last year, Lama Day sometimes would come out on third downs and things of that nature, but it just depends on the package the type of play that's called, and you will see different guys shuttle in and out. The main the main thing is we definitely want just one running back, but all these guys bring something to the table, and I'm just anxious to see how Wayne does, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Not anxious, but I'm very excited to see what this kid can do. I'm excited when PK, PK Kia comes in the game, what he does, Lamont Atkins, if Mike Hollins gets some carries like Chris Sharp. Like, you just want to see all those guys excel, and that just demonstrates the depth that we have at the running back position. I mean, it, it really illustrates that. I mean, when you look at the offensive side of the ball, when you look at our receivers, we have a lot of depth. We have a lot of capable guys. We have a lot of explosive players that could do things. After the catch, you look at Chapman. He's a guy that's like Andre Lavroni with his top-end speed of getting behind defenses. He's probably a better high-point catcher than Lavroni was, but – that's what the excitement is, man. We, we we got a lot of weapons. And you know, you got like so you know, you look at this year, you get a guy like Joe Reed lined up with speed. Chapman has speed. You got Jana and uh Hasis with the route running capabilities. Then you got the diminutive speeds and Kemp and Kelly. This offense can can definitely has the potential to be scary. Just all about health and making sure guys are managed well. The coaches did a great job this summer in camp offensively and make sure there's been no serious injuries and guys been available. So that's the offensive side of the ball. And that took me, what, almost 10 minutes. So let's get to the defensive side of the ball. Starting at left end, we got Richard Burney. Welcome back to Richard. But you got uh, Aaron uh, Famua after him and then Tommy Chris. And you got Juwan Briggs starting that nose tackle. Highly talented defensive tackle, nose tackle, defensive lineman, any any label you want to put on him, he lived up to the billing from day one. You got Eli Handback at right end with Mandy Alonzo as his backup or the or. Uh, like I said, you go back to Coach Bronco Mendenhall's press conference. It's basically like the old Florida State days when they used to blank, bring in a platoon of defensive linemen. That's a great thing. Last year, the injury was a gift and a curse. You know, it was a curse in the fact that we were short a man and, and we had to do different things schematically out the pit and, you know, the promising season that Aaron was having. Uh, or was it Mandy? Which one of them got hurt last year? Anyway, just the injuries on the defensive line really put us in a bind. But with that being said, a lot of guys got a lot of playing time and it prepared them prepared us, speaking, you know, the football team, to have more depth. And with Juwan Bridge coming in, you got Jordan Redman backing him up. I mean, I can see all of those guys getting burned. 
I can see each and every one of them getting significant action. And that helps us out just in case a team wants to grind it out like Pick likes to up front. It's different looks. Guys have different skill sets. I'm pretty sure it's different stunts that we'll run with each package just in there. That's a great thing to have. Then you go to linebacker. You got Charles Snowden with Elliot Brown backing him up. Jordan Mack. In the inside with Nick Jackson backing him up. Then you got Zane beside Jordan with Snyder backing him up. You got Noah Taylor on the weak side with Matt Gomb backing him up. Again, we know what Rob Snyder could do. We know what Elliot Brown could do on third down. Nick Jackson's making a lot of noise as a freshman. Matt is very serviceable as well. That's another position that you just don't know who you're going to. Can you imagine being an de- uh, offensive coordinator? You don't even know who's going to be in the game. Like, you got to prepare for every guy that's on our depth chart right now, our two-man depth chart. And that makes it very difficult on the offensive line, Coach. You know, okay, they got 16, 99, and 58 to start it, but then 91 might be in there, or 76 may be in a couple of plays, and here's his strengths and weaknesses. Oh, we got 94. Oh, they might drop 50 down there. Uh-oh, they may drop Snowden down at a DN and bring Elliott Brown in. So it just goes to show that, again, we had depth, we had talent, we recruited well, and the coaching, is the, 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 the ability to prepare guys and develop guys is on full display. In the defensive backfield, you got Nick Grant starting that field corner um, with the injury to Bratton, 6'1", 200 pounds. You got Jalen Baker backing him up. Then you got Brenton Nelson starting at the Sabre, which was Juan Thornhill's position last year with Chris Moore backing him up. Joey Blunt starting at free safety with Devontae Cross backing him up. You got Bryce Hall starting that corner with um, H. Smith, my dog H. Smith, backing him up. The one thing you're going to see about the defensive backfield, there is no oars if you're looking at the depth chart. There is no oars. You know, so there you have it. I mean, everybody knew Bryce Hall would start. Everybody knew Joey Blunt. Everybody knew Brenton Nelson. It was all about, you know, who was going to start between Grant, Bratton, and Smith. Bratton went down. Grant is the starter. So um, if we do go nickel, I can see, you know, maybe Devontae or Chris coming in just depending because Brenton Nelson does good in the slot. You want to keep Joey on the field as well. Um, So, I mean, he's going to stay on the field. So, as far as a nickel, I can I could definitely see Devontae Cross come in. You could send Brenton Nelson to play the slot because he's very versatile. But you know, you never know. They could bring in the corner as well. Special teams, you got Naz Griffin as the punter, or Brian Delaney. I know Delaney was vying to be the starting punter because he is the starting kicker. Then you got Justin Dunkel, uh, the highly talented freshman. Everybody was surprised that Delaney held onto the place kicking. Uh, position, but the difference is, you know, high school and 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 college is just the timing. Just how many steps are you taking to approach the ball? Just being consistent. It's just little things that you got to adjust to. But um, we all know Justin has a very strong leg. But Brian Delaney's a grinder, man. He loves competition and and he shows up. And with competition, he seems to always elevate his game. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Delaney is also the kickoff specialist as well. Um, long snap, you got Lee Dudley or or Enzo Anthony. So it looks like Lee is the starter at long snapper. Punt return, you got Chuck Davis or Tavares Kelly. The thing with Chuck Davis is he's a guy that's going to be back there to make sure that the possession is maintained. 
Tavares Kelly Jr. is a kid that is back there to blow the doors open, to create, to flip um, the field, if you can. Uh, we, we, everybody knows Chuck Davis is a sure-handed guy, the, the guy that they feel a peace of mind having back there. Tavares is the wild card. You know, you know if he if he catches the football, special things can happen. It's just all about decision making with Tavares. He was a kid that last year wouldn't fair catch and you know got hit a couple times. He shouldn't take some hits, but it's all about decision making back there for young TK. But uh, Chuck Davis is the starter right now. And then kickoff return is the all time leader in Virginia history, Joe Reed, and he also got Paris Jones back there with him. So. There you have it, man. That's the depth chart. Hopefully I didn't go too fast. If you haven't seen the depth chart, go to virginiasports.com. Um, you go to the saber.com also. Check out the depth chart. But the one thing I want to say that I noticed from the depth chart is that we have a lot of depth this year. We have a lot of viable options that it won't be drop-offs no matter who's in the ball game. Okay? That's the one thing that I saw throughout practice in the fall, they mixed the groupings up to where it was no drop-off. And I think that helps, like I said, it it helps with us having an advantage as far as teams trying to game plan for us offensively or defensively. Because defensively, we could bring in so many different groups, so many different front seven guys, mix it up, whether we're playing a 3-4, whether we're playing a 2-5-2. I mean – you you just you just don't know what you're gonna get. Did I say two five two? I don't even anyway, you know what I mean. Hey, I'm doing this podcast while I'm watching my son at soccer practice right now, so excuse me if I'm just rambling. But I'm not gonna hold you guys anymore. You know the motto, good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Appreciate everybody that's always tuned in to the ball hawk show. And make sure, man, you um leave your comments in the comment section, whether it's on the saber.com. Whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, interact, man. Let me know what you think of the depth chart, what you think about guys that were left off. Do you feel like we have a lot of explosive weapons? Share your feedback, man, because I love to interact. And uh, make sure you go to mylhawkins.com because the walkthrough is back. So be on the lookout for season two of the walkthrough. Go to mylhawkins.com and also Virginia Sports on YouTube for the new walkthrough episodes that will be dropping soon. It's the Ball Hawk Show, man. Ah! I'm out. If you know, you know. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.